Happy 4th of July, everyone. For those of you listening in the U.S., today is the day that we celebrate our country's independence. And I have a special gift for you today in this vein of celebrating independence. And it's this. Our guest for the podcast this week is Linda Hollander. And Linda is an expert in sponsorships especially corporate sponsorships and helping people who are just even brand new to business or to podcasting get sponsors to fund their dreams. I can't think of a better way to celebrate independence and give you independence as you help your kids launch their podcasts and they help you launch yours. Because this episode was a little longer than our normal episodes, I have cut the episode into two pieces. So today on the 4th of July, you're going to get the first part in a little mini lesson from Linda. And then next week on Wednesday, you're going to get part two. So make sure you tune into both parts of this interview so you can get the most and take action on getting sponsors for your business. I look forward to hearing your feedback after you listen. Head over to Instagram and tag me at young.pratt and let me know your takeaways from this episode with Linda Hollander. Cheers and happy 4th of July. What began as an experiment to bring my 11-year-old daughter into my business has evolved into Our Young Creators, a podcast, a training center, and a movement dedicated to equipping kids with real-world marketable skills so that they can fund their own brighter futures. We're here to inspire you to turn consumption time on devices into creation time and use technology as a tool to bond and not bicker with your kids. Join us each week as we share the inner workings of our partnership and bring you stories from guests of all ages and from all walks of life on our quest to nurture and to celebrate our young creators. Welcome back to Our Young Creators, the podcast. Today, I have a very special guest that I'm excited to share with you. I first heard this guest on another podcast called Onward Nation. And when I listened to this episode, I was really blown away because her topic is something I really had never thought about before. But it's so, so good. So I'm excited to introduce you to Linda Hollander. Now, Linda has been featured in Inc. Magazine as the leading expert on corporate sponsorships. She's the author of the book, Corporate Sponsorship in Three Easy Steps, 
get funding from sponsored, even if you're just starting out. She is also the CEO of Sponsor Concierge and the Sponsor Secrets Seminar. Her sponsors include Microsoft, Wells Fargo, Dunn & Bradstreet, Epson, Citibank, FedEx, American Airlines, and many, many more that I'm sure you would recognize once you see them. Linda, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the podcast today to talk about your passion and your specialty, sponsorships. Thank you so much. My pleasure to be here. I would love to know how you got into this arena of sponsorships. Okay, well, thank you so much. It's great to talk to all of the creators, the young creators, the parents, everybody out there. And as you'll see, I have a very, very entrepreneurial story to share with you. So uh, the way I got into sponsorship was I did start my own business and starting my own business was amazing. Uh, I started it with my best friend in the world. Uh, and here's for all you young creators. Uh, I met her when we were 13 years old at recess. Uh, we were standing there with lunch boxes and bobby socks. And, you know, uh, we became really amazing friends. Her name is Cheryl, closer than sisters. And we always knew when we grew up that if we started anything together, mm -hmm. it would be phenomenal. So uh, basically, we started a business together. Uh, and uh, it was great knowing nothing about business. Uh, your listeners probably know more than I did at the time. I was an art major. She was a cinema major. So we knew nothing about business, but we turned it into a multi-million dollar enterprise. Uh, and I wanted other women and other people to do the same thing. Because before I started my business, I was not in a good place. I was working a dead-end job. Uh, I didn't even like getting up in the morning. I would go from my little rent-controlled apartment down to my mailbox. And, you know, my hand, when I opened the mailbox, it would shake because there were bills there I could never, ever afford to pay. Uh, I wasn't making enough money at my job, so I borrowed on credit cards. <laughs> and uh, uh, We all know not to do that, but who knew at the time I was young and I was inexperienced and I borrowed on credit cards. So, you know, I just couldn't see the light at the tunnel. I had to fight traffic to get downtown to my job. I had to work with people I didn't even like. Uh, sometimes at lunch, I would just go in my car and I would cry uh, because, you know, it was just not a good environment. It was a toxic environment. I had an abrasive relationship with my boss. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it just wasn't for me because I had the heart and the spirit of an entrepreneur and my spirit was absolutely being crushed slowly every day. Now, in my personal life, I was in a relationship with an abusive man. And I stayed in that relationship for about, about four and a half years uh, because I had absolutely no self-confidence and thought, you know, that was the best that I could do. But fortunately, one day I had an epiphany and I said, I don't want to live my life as a victim anymore. I want my life to make a difference. So I fired my boss. I dumped the abusive boyfriend. And uh, <clears throat> three and a half weeks later... 
I met my husband and my husband mm -hmm. is the kindest and the most gentle person in the world. When we met, he had a, a 20 year old cat and now we have a, an amazing little cat here. Uh, uh, we, you know, bought real estate together. Uh, I moved out of my rent control apartment, bought my first home as a single woman, traveled the world. Uh, and so all the good things in my life happened when I made that decision to become an entrepreneur, mm. to strike out on my own. So then I thought, hey, what if I could teach this to other people like you're doing? I wanted to do something like that. So I thought of the Women's Small Business Expo. Now, I had this great idea to have a Women's Small Business Expo, which is going to be an empowerment forum where women could really get it. Uh, get empowered through entrepreneurship, really get their financial freedom. But the second thing that came to my mind was, hey, wait a minute, how am I going to afford this? Mm -hmm. I wasn't in the business with my friend anymore. I was in my, at my kitchen table. And then I started researching and I found something called sponsors. Now, what are sponsors? Sponsors are companies that can underwrite your event or your business, or your speaking, or your book. If you have a show like what you do, uh, a podcast, a, a web TV show, an internet radio show, you could get it sponsored. If you have a magazine, you could get it sponsored. If you have a project that you're doing, I work with some documentary filmmakers, and they get sponsors. And you know, if your kid is in an after-school group, or a theater group, or a sports group of some kind, you could get that sponsored. And then lastly, a nonprofit charity. The real savvy nonprofit charities have really mastered the art of sponsorship because one sponsor equals thousands of donors. So that's when I learned about sponsorship. So I studied it, and my very first sponsors for my very first event, now this was having no experience. I'd never done an event in my life, I had no following. I had my parents on my email list and my brother-in-law. What were they going to say? No. I mean, if I could have put the cat on there, I would have. But uh, I got Bank of America, Wells Fargo, and IBM as my very first sponsors. So people would come to the events and they'd learn, uh, but then they'd say, how are you getting sponsors? I thought you had to be a big company with lots of experience. And I said, absolutely not. What you do is you sell sponsors on the concept. And that's what I want to talk about today, how to sell your sponsors on the concept and how to get sponsors even if you're just starting out. Wow, that there's so much goodness in everything you said. And I want to point out something that I want listeners to really take into heart. And that is that at 13, you and your friends knew that you wanted to create something together and had this desire and you were kids, and then you grew up and you did that thing. And so for all the parents listening, if your kids are expressing interest in starting a business, whether that means they wanna be on YouTube or start a podcast or help people build their websites, take note and listen and start encouraging that because Linda wouldn't be here today if, if that little fire wasn't lit with her friend at 13 years old, and then now to have gone <laughs> on to, really start helping other entrepreneurs go out there, make a big difference in the world and be able to get corporate sponsors to help them carry their message wider and more far than they could do by themselves. So thank you for saying yes to entrepreneurship. 
<laughs> and thank you. And, you know, I don't have real children. We just have the cat. But man, oh man, if I had real children, I would so encourage them uh, to go the entrepreneurial route because there are so many possibilities for uh, young people now to start businesses so much more uh, than what I had. And the internet makes it really easy because you don't need a whole lot of resources. You don't need a physical location anymore to run a global business from the corner of your bedroom even. I just love that mm -hmm. this whole new world of the internet has opened so many new possibilities. I would love to know for everyone listening, especially these kids who are listening, who are starting on this entrepreneurial journey, sharing their stories through video or through podcast, what might be the first step in seeking out a sponsor? Okay, so... First of all, what I want you to do in getting your sponsors is make what we call the sponsor wish list. So think about what you do and think about the companies that you would like to have as your sponsors. So I wanted to do a women's business conference. So what I did was I sought out companies that wanted the women's market. So it's all about your audience and your community. So, well, like I said, my first sponsors were Bank of America, Walmart, and IBM. So, go to other people who, let's say you want to be a YouTuber or a social influencer, go to other social influencer sites and see who their sponsors are. Mm -hmm. um, and people say to me, hey, Linda, you know, isn't their budget tapped out? Absolutely not. And then you don't have to educate mm -hmm. them about the value of being your sponsor because they're already in that space. So think about the companies that want to sell to your particular audience. Mm -hmm. So let's say your audience uh, is the entrepreneurial audience. Uh, you know, think of companies that want to sell to entrepreneurs. There are office supply companies like uh, Staples and Office Depot. Uh, there are banks, and I love the banking and the financial because really that's where the money is. So every entrepreneur has to have a bank account. So there's banks that want to sell to them. But th then think about the daily lifestyle of your particular audience. Entrepreneurs, they get up in the morning. They brush their teeth. They wash their hair, right, hopefully. And then <laughs> they get into a car and they have, you know, and, and you know, so there's automobile, there's personal care, uh, there's food, there's beverage. So look around out there at what is being sponsored and make a, a note of those companies because those companies can be your sponsors. Uh, can I tell the story of how I got my first sponsor? Yes, please do. Okay. So I was driving and I live in Los Angeles, California. So, hey, no surprise, I was in a traffic jam. And for the young people listening to me, I was cursing the traffic jam, okay? <laughs> I was saying words your parents wouldn't want you to use. But then I looked up, and then there is a billboard for Bank of America. And I got an idea in my head, and I said, well, hey, what if they could be my sponsor? But then I went home, and I self-sabotaged. And because I really didn't have confidence at the time, 
I said, you know what? I'm just this frizzy haired little Jewish girl in a kitchen. And, you know, why would Bank of America even take my call? Talk to me. I'm going to make a big fool out of myself. I'm setting myself up for rejection and a world of hurt here. And I just don't want. So I buried the idea for a couple of weeks. But man, my mission to help people, to help entrepreneurs was so strong that I picked up the phone and it looked like it weighed about 250 pounds, (laughs) that phone. And I started making calls. One thing led me to another. And I did get the right guy at Bank of America who can finance the sponsorship. And uh, I, I actually had a meeting with him. So I drove to the meeting and I had a real bad clunker car at the time. I had this old, embarrassing car. You know, the upholstery was torn. The paint was peeling. And I parked the car about two blocks down. <laughs> I wore the one good suit that I had. And, uh, you know, we had a meeting and he said, okay, we'll be your sponsor. And then, you know, I can't reveal exactly what they paid me. It was well into the five figures. And like I said, most of my clients make between, write this down, and even if you're, you know, young and starting out, they make between $10,000 and $100,000 from each sponsor. Mm-hmm. So this could be quite lucrative. And this money you don't have to pay back. So they, went, they came in well in the five figures. Um, so he said, well, go with the sponsorship. And I had to act like I did this all the time. And thank God there was a desk between us because, you know, (laughs) my knees were knocking, my hands were clammy. And then the guy wants to shake my hand (laughs) and I had to secretly wipe my hand behind me. And I did shake his hand. And then when I got in my car, I did the happy dance. And, uh, you know, I waved to all the bank of America's when I was uh, driving home. And that was my very first sponsor. And, you know, from then, uh, I got Microsoft and FedEx and Staples. Remember, I mentioned Staples, Mm -hmm. Epson, the printer company, HealthNet Insurance, Southwest Airlines. So, uh, you know, one sponsor leads to another. Okay, so let me get this straight. 10 to $100,000 per sponsor is possible? Absolutely. And I want you to ask for the big bucks. Asking for too little money can hurt you in the sponsor game. And I'll tell you why. Because sponsorship is kind of a team sport. You're going to, you may have what we call the champion in the company that absolutely loves you and loves what you're doing, but they have to sell it internally. So they have to sell it to their boss and they have to sell it to their colleagues and asking for too little money. Like I see people asking for $250 in sponsorship Mm -hmm. and it's just not worth their time for $250. It's not worth Mm -hmm. that person's time because they have to convince a bunch of other people in the company to sponsor you. Also, you're communicating to your sponsors that you don't have anything of value. So I like to start at $10,000 for your sponsorships. So really be taking note on the other end of this podcast or this video that $10,000 is the first goal. All right. So now for these young creators who are working with their parents, putting together their podcasts, what does it look like for them? How do they approach a sponsor? What do they say? What do they need? And then I guess where would you recommend they go first? Next week, you'll hear the rest of this interview with Linda Hollander and find out the answers to this very question on how do you get started? What do you do first? I would love for you to come back next Wednesday and listen to part two of this 
very important episode all about getting corporate sponsors because they could definitely mean the difference between your business thriving and your business not doing as well as it could. So I will see you again, my friends, next Wednesday, right back here. In the meantime, head over to Instagram and tag me at young.pratt and let me know any of your takeaways from today's episode. And of course, if you have requests, reach out to me there too and let me know what you would love to learn about right here on Our Young Creators, the podcast. I wish you an amazing week, everyone. I will catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.